Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mags, and with me is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. So uh, it's been a, a bit of a hot minute since we've been behind. The, what was our last episode? It was. Yeah. It, it was. We it, did it, do something. We did do something. Aquaman. As yes, I yell Aquaman. into the microphone. Yeah, Aquaman. So we decided we are going to do a little episode because we wanted to have some fun and we're trying to get back into the swing of things. Uh, we're even using a new laptop for our recordings because <laughs> our previous one was not working. So Woo-hoo. yeah, make sure if you guys uh, are listening, you let us know how the quality is. Just send us a message or any other various means of communication with us. But today we are talking Captain Marvel versus Shazam. Dun-dun. Shazam. Are you serious? Say my name, say my name. <laughs> yep. See, I'm surprised they never used that in any of the marketing. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, we decided not only because, A, they both came out relatively close to each other. Yeah. And, B, they were kind of big steps for both the Marvel oh. Cinematic Universe and the DC Extended Universe with um, Captain Marvel really being the only film between Avengers films. Yeah. And then with Shazam being the first or the next solo film and the first introduce a new character. It was kind of a make or break for DC. Yeah. So what we're going to do is a little bit different than previous episodes. First, we're going to break down our, our thoughts on each movie individually. We're going to talk uh, story, cast, and kind of the setup, uh, Easter egg kind of thing that uh, each movie does well. And then we're going to kind of debate which one we liked a little bit better. Um, if you guys have ever listened to us before, we will be the first ones to say that for certain things, we're more DC fans, and then for certain things, we're more Marvel fans. So this should be yeah. fun. And ironically enough, the biggest reason we wanted to do this was because Shazam was Captain Marvel at one point. They were It's two characters yeah. that have both been called Captain Marvel. So we're going to talk Captain Marvel first, and then we're going to talk Shazam. So, Ronnie, do you have a brief synopsis on Captain Marvel? Can I say no? I guess. I'll just uh, turn off right. the recording. No, it's all right. I do. Oh, okay. Go ahead. All right. So, brief synopsis is, after crashing an experimental aircraft, Air Force pilot Carol Danvers is discovered by the Kree and trained as a member of the elite Star Force military under the command of her mentor, Jan Rog. Six years later, after escaping to Earth while under attack by the Skrulls, Danvers begins to discover there's more to her past. With help from S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Nick Fury, they set out to unravel the truth. All right, so bum, bum, bum. Yeah, there's the bum bum bum. <laughs> that's all, that's all the music editing we can do for this. But anyway, so um, we're walking into a Marvel movie. We kind of yes. know what to expect from a Marvel movie at this point. Um, they did play it a little bit differently than their traditional Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest complaints I think about Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is all these origin movies are kind of the same. The same. <laughs> um, it's only really recently that they started changing up their formula. First with uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, yep. Black Panther, and now with Captain Marvel. Because Spider-Man and Black Panther, they did the intro movie first. Like, they yeah. had them introduced in Civil War, and then they kind of told their story afterwards with uh, them completely skipping Spider-Man's, because I think it's kind of been beaten to our brains at this point. You mean only, like, five times? I don't know. <laughs> How many times has Uncle Ben died now? <laughs> Almost as many times as the, the Waynes. Wayne. Yep. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> but um, we made a lot of Martha jokes during some uh, Shazam, though. Which is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they decided to introduce us to Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, 
when she has no memory, and we kind of go along with her to kind of discover her story. Yeah. Um, did you know anything about Captain Marvel going into this film? Not really. Like, complete. Like yeah. All right. So, really, the only things I knew about her were, A, that's how Rogue from the X-Men got all of her uh, powers that she had yeah. in the 90s, her, her flying and super strength. They came from her absorbing them from Carol Danvers. And then I watched Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that cartoon series, and that's yeah. when I got my real intro to her. So I kind of knew of her. Yeah. I just didn't really know too much about her. It's basically the female Green Lantern. A, a little bit. There's a lot of comparisons <laughs> that they're making. Like, this is how you make a good Green Lantern film, yeah. which, agreed. But that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah. One day we do need to do, like, a back talk about every single movie that's come up and, like, the worst of the worst. We should yeah. do a worst of the worst episode. It would be fun. <laughs> So, Batman and Robin is the worst <laughs> of the worst. It's the you know what I'll even say it's the best of the worst. Yeah, it is a fun <laughs> bad movie for some. I hate it. But so that's a brief kind of story synopsis. Let's yeah. talk the cast. So we have I have the cast list up now. We have Brie Larson as Carol Danvers slash Veers slash Captain Marvel. Yes. Did it take you a while to figure out that Veers thing, or like did you figure it out right away? Right away. I did not, and really? it wasn't until they showed her dog tag at the end. I was like, oh. Are you serious? I thought they just made up a name for her. <laughs> so she's an ex-U.S. Air Force pilot and kind of the star of the movie. Yeah. What did you think of Brie Larson as Carol Danvers? Great. You thought she was great? I thought she was great. Great casting. She looked amazing. See, I, I like Brie Larson. I'm a big fan. Uh, I loved, I, my first role with her was uh, Scott Pilgrim, Yeah. Went, and I loved it. But um, I I did I wasn't blown away by her, which was kind of sad. Okay. Like you you watch like Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot like she she kills it as Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I get this is a big Marvel this is a big movie in general. It's Marvel's first female led superhero film. Um, I know there was a little bit of controversy beforehand. Like some people were saying it was overly feminist. Some people were saying get over it. It's yeah. 2019. Blah blah blah. I I'm indifferent. I will yeah. go see a Marvel movie. No matter. No matter who, who is sorry. What? Um, yeah. I do say Marvel was a little behind the ball. I mean, they've had Black Widow in these movies forever, and yeah. now they're finally getting her solo film going, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy that she's kind of a traditional soldier, but she's also, like, very free-willed, very, very strong, and very, like, why do I have to do it this way? Why do I have to do what you tell us to do? Yeah. So that, that was fun. Um, and again, I like Brie Larson. I, I'm a big fan of her. Um, I've seen her. In a, I've seen her in a bunch of things. Yeah, she's one of those actresses that everybody kind of knew of. Yeah, but Marvel always has really good casting. Like that's that's never their no. their weak suit. Um, and she and she got in great shape for the film. Like she did a lot of training to do it, and I I enjoyed her. Any other thoughts on uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel? No. I'm curious to see how she's going to interact with the rest of the Avengers. She's going to love them. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to go well at first. You know, you know these Marvel movies, they have to fight first. Her and Thor. Everybody's shipping that really hard, but also everybody's shipping uh, her with uh, the, fema- the her female friend in it. Like, a little... Uh, yeah. Which, again, it's 2019. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> so, we also have Sam Jackson returning as a younger... Nick Fury. What did you mm-hmm. think of young Nick Fury? He was Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Literally. Um, they they did such a great job de-aging him. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about uh, Phil Coulson, too, in a few minutes. But 
there's this thing called the uncanny valley where your mind automatically knows when somebody's like when something doesn't look right yeah especially when it involves people that's why they say the getting a realistic robot is like almost impossible because the human mind just comprehends it yeah um i thought they did a great job he looked good yeah and it was it was an interesting point because we're going to talk about this when it comes to like future setup and also in this case past setup He's not what I imagined after hearing about him in The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Because The Winter Soldier does a, a little bit of background on Nick Fury, and I kind of expected a little rough and tumble, like not not working a desk job at this point in his career. Yeah, well. Like, th- I think, uh, who was it? The, di- the director that turns out to be a bad guy in Winter Soldier, the main yeah. bad guy. He, like, tells a story about how Nick, like, disobeyed his orders and went behind enemy lines and like saved all these people and blah 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 like i was kind of expecting to see like commando fury which i would have been so okay with but was that pre or post eye patch we're gonna talk about the <laughs> eye patch in a minute we're gonna definitely talk about it but um it, it like i'm not complaining but like i enjoyed it and him and carol danvers create a really likable friendship yeah. and mutual respect um we're also going to talk about the pager because yeah. people are still complaining about that. Uh, uh, people, be quiet. I know. Comic book fans complaining? What? <laughs> I can't say anything. I'm the, I'm the worst. I am so <laughs> bad. But um, I, I definitely enjoyed having him back in the fray and kind of doing doing his thing, his Nick yeah. Fury thing, which I, I fully dug in support. Instead of seeing brief cameo kind of stuff, you actually – was in this movie. Yeah, I feel like the only time Nick Fury was like really in the movie was the first Avengers. Yeah. And then the rest he's kind of he's there yeah. and he, he plays a ro- he kind of keeps the plot moving, but for the most part he was just kind of there. Yeah. Then we have uh Ben Mendelsohn as Talos/Keller, the yeah. head of the Skrull invasion of Earth, quote unquote. Yeah. The good invasion. The good. <laughs> so, let's let's talk about the Skrulls. When everybody was talking about the, when they first were saying, "Oh, we're going to introduce the Skrulls." Everybody's like, yes, we're so excited, you know, Secret Invasion. I don't know if you know the Secret Invasion storyline. Kind of. So in the comics, they did this story called Secret Invasion where it turned out a ton of people on Earth, including a lot of the the most famous superheroes, like I think even Captain America, had been replaced by Skrulls for an undisclosed amount of time. So everybody was like really excited. And then we see this movie. By the way, we're going to be spoiling the heck out of this movie. So, Well, if you haven't seen it yet, it's been... Too it, long. Yeah, it's been a, like <laughs> two months. Uh, Shazam, we can understand, so you'll get another spoiler warning before we start talking Shazam. Or William. Or William. You just, you just gotta just say you gotta say our name. <laughs> but anyway, so it turns out that the Skrulls aren't actually invading. They're they're looking for refugees, Skrulls that have been in hiding, being helped by uh, the previous Captain Marvel, which we'll talk about, or Marvel. Yeah. Um, he was fantastic in the role. Yeah. He's one of those those actors that you see everywhere, but like he yeah. shined in this movie. Yeah. He was he was great. He did a great job. Uh the effects were fantastic. Like the, yeah. the scroll transformations, they looked like painful and, and difficult. And I think they even yeah. mentioned that not every scroll can do it. Yeah. Like it's an yeah. it's an acquired ability. Taste. Acquired <laughs> taste, yeah. Shape shifting. <laughs> it's like bourbon. You gotta yeah. really get a taste for it. <laughs> But um, and I also love that they they put him in makeup, they put him in prosthetics. It makes yeah. a big difference. And you know, he was a quote unquote villain that was likable but yeah. unlikable at the same time. Because at first you think he's bad, and then he's kind of a jerk. But then he's good. 
Ma- he's a nice yeah. guy. Marvel's gotten so much better with like their me. villains. <laughs> Marvel's gotten so much better with their villains. There, there was a point where Marvel villains were, were like the worst part of yeah. every movie. Like Thor the Dark World. Malekith. Oh, what a waste of Christopher e- yeah. Christopher Eccleston was his name. Yeah, that was his, that was like his couple of years of bad movies. He was also yeah. like Destro and GI uh, Joe, really bad. Yeah, but I I dug it and I thought he was really really cool in it and it, and it was fun. They yeah, made it a lot of definitely. fun. I'm never gonna be able to pronounce his name. And we have this guy in both movies, which is ironic. Jimon Hansu, I want to say is how you pronounce his name. Jimon. Yeah, I yeah. believe it is. He plays uh, Korath. This is his second time uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. He played the c- same character in Guardians of the Galaxy, and not really too much with him. He was no. the exact same. Like, yeah. He was just uh, He was just there to be there. More of a good guy. Yeah. Um, we also had returning Lee Pace as Ronan the Accuser. Barely in it, though. Like, l- Korath, and <laughs> yeah, Korath and Ronan were, they were such big parts of Guardians. Yeah. I would have loved to see a little bit more about how they got to where they are. Yeah. Because you, you never really get a good um, story about yeah. how he becomes that radical kind of zealot. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I dug it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it, it was fun. It was yeah. fun, and it, w- it made more of a connection to the universe, which we're going to talk about with, you know, yeah. our versus part of this conversation. We had uh, Lashana Lynch as Maria Rambo, which is... Uh, I'm going to say that's how you pronounce the last name. Yeah. Uh, we're close enough. We only saw these movies once each. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing our best. So um, she was Carol Danvers' childhood friends who yep. they grew up together. And then, you know, she, her call sign is Photon, which is fun, you know, because, you know, she shoots photon blasts. But um, her daughter, she has a daughter named Monica who also becomes, I believe, a Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel or a Miss yeah. Marvel in the comics. But, um, she was she was really cool. I dug her, and she was like a very supportive kind of character, like very nurturing, like a good, just a good friend. Yeah. So I I thought, and I also I do like Lashana Lynch. I think she's a fantastic actress. Yeah. Um, and I like to see a little bit of diversity in this. Then we had uh, Gemma Chan as Min Irva. She's uh, the Kree sniper of Star Force. Mm-hmm. Again, just generic bad guy. Not really yeah. much to her character, but it was nice to. Uh, a little female rivalry with her and Carol Danvers, which was fun, and then it paid off in the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had Annette Bennett as playing both the Supreme Intelligence and Marvell. So they announced Annette Benning, and everybody was like, "Oh, I wonder who she's playing," because yeah. everybody thought Jude Law was actually going to be playing the Supreme. Uh, no, uh, Marvell. Oh. And oh, yeah, yeah. and then it finally got announced that he was John Rog. So Annette Benning plays kind of. The Supreme Intelligence in terms of how Carol perceives her? Because I guess er- they say that every character kind of perceives it differently. Yeah. So she was like the bad guy. And then sh- we also find out that she plays the original Marvel or yeah. Captain Marvel in the comics. Very bold statement. Yeah. What, how do you feel about gender swapping characters? Um, I, you know what? I don't like it. You, you're not it, a big fan of gender swapping? I'm not. I feel like if if you're making a movie based off of something, mm-hmm. y- you have to stay true to that. Okay. Like I get your artistic licensing. Like you could change things up. And also, we like this is also like very that, like you yeah. can't you can't change. And and really quick before anybody jumps on their keyboards and starts like bashing us, keyboard warriors, keyboard warriors. Um, we are so big about everybody equal opportunity. And, oh yeah. And you know everybody, but it'd be like. 
if Black Panther decided to cast a white guy, yeah, like I I it's never really sat well with me. Like when they did uh, Fantastic Four, and they and Michael B. Jordan got cast as Johnny Storm, I was open to it, but at the yeah. same time, I'm like, but why? Yeah. It's it's almost sometimes it's used as a statement to yeah. just get more attention. It's kind of like you got Harry Potter from the books, and then you get like Harriet Potter or something in the yeah. movie. Or like, come on. I mean, it even happened when they did uh, The Cursed Child. They cast an yeah. African-American actress. Yeah. And Jake Rowling was like, well, I never said what color she was. Yeah. So, I, understandable, but at yeah, the same but time. Yeah, but when you have pictures and stuff like that in a comic book. Yeah. I mean, and the problem is, comic books are a product of their times. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we talk about Shazam. Because Shazam came out in 1939. Yeah. Like, there were no African-American characters or any characters no. of other... T- ethnicities in his comics. Yeah. I was watching a thing, uh, Looney Tunes, and it was like an old episode, and they put this huge disclaimer at the front. They're like, these these cartoons are a product of their times. Yeah. Like, we do not endorse these beliefs or thoughts, but at the same time, they were commonplace back then. Doesn't make yeah. it right, but it also doesn't, you know. Yeah. So it, it was an interesting choice. Um, if they weren't going to do a full Captain Marvel with, or with the original Captain Marvel, then I can understand. Yeah. But it, it was interesting. I had no problem with the net bending uh, in the role. No. But yeah, it was just kind of. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, we had Clark Gregg rep- uh, reprising his role of Phil Coulson. Yeah. Which I dug, even though it's only like two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was still a lot of fun, and again, he looked fantastic, and you know, it's fun to see young Phil Coulson. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the, the story we didn't know we wanted. Yeah. Um, especially now because he came back for. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and spoiler alert, apparently he's kaput on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and now he's playing a new character, which is even crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it, it was fun, but, like, you got Nick Fury and Clark, and, uh, Clark Gregg, like I know him, <laughs> and Phil Coulson dealing with all this stuff, and then they're, like, still a little phased by all the Avengers stuff. Like, you, you knew this all was going on. You just yeah. dealt with the space invasion and shape-shifting aliens, especially uh, Fury, but whatever. I dug it. Uh, we also, lastly, in the main cast was Jude Law as Jan Rog. I like Jude Law. I'm like yeah. a big fan. It's it's about time he he did a a superhero film. I know there was yeah. a lot of talk for a long time about him doing one. I would have liked him to play the the real Captain Marvel. Yeah. But I'm I'm okay with it. And you know what? I I definitely dug that he um didn't die at the end. Yeah. That's like their other new thing that Marvel's been doing, where, they where they're not the killing villain. off the villains. I mean, it really started with, like, Loki's the, the first one that they really yeah. did that with because he was so popular. But then Spider-Man Homecoming, they didn't, not only did they not kill off the Vulture, he was one of the best villains that they had. Yeah. So I, I dug it. And one of the best things is apparently Robert Downey Jr., like, counseled him on how to do a Marvel film, which is awesome. Oh, wow. You know? that That's cool. Well, they were co-stars in uh, the Sherlock Holmes Perfect. movies. Yeah. And I think they're doing, they're even doing another one. Yeah. But I, I liked that it wasn't until the end you finally see him crack and they def- all the expectations like fight me like you really mean and yeah. she just blasts him away. <laughs> that was that was a great moment yeah. and I and I dug it. Um, let's see anybody else though. You know the, we had the rest of Star Force who we really didn't. No, that that's pretty much that's the main your cast. Your heavy hitters, yeah. the important. Not like anybody's not. Oh, we got to talk about the cat. We got to talk about the cat goose or originally named in the comics Chewy. Now, to, to put this movie in context a little bit, when we went to go see it, it was, my, it was me, Ronnie, and my girlfriend, Melanie. And 
She's a big cat person. She loves cats. <laughs> so the whole movie, she's like, oh, the cat's so cute. And I'm like, that, that's not a cute cat. Because I know the comics. I yeah. know that, that you know it's a flurkin. And Rocket Raccoon has a tumultuous history with the said <laughs> flurkin. And, like, I knew, and I knew about the tentacles that this yeah. cat has. Um, yeah, so when that happens... My girlfriend freaked out. She's like, oh, my God, I don't like the cat anymore. I was like, because it's not a cat. It's an yeah. alien monster. <laughs> it's got an endless void in its stomach. It's like Kirby. Or me. Or you. Yes, yes, yeah. you do have an endless <laughs> void in your stomach. But you actually made fun of me for my small piece of cake last night. Yes, I Yeah, did. you did. <laughs> not to mention my... A little my off topic, yeah, but whatever. But it's okay. What? It's, it's, it's in it the general happens. area. So what did you think of, of Goose in this movie? Amazing. Uh, amazing. Great acting ability. Um, I was really invested. Yeah, I really was, you know. I think it's probably the best cat we've seen on screen. Maybe in forever. Uh, I mean, I, don't quote me on that, but I would definitely say probably one of the best cats we've seen on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just his his range that he could play. Like his meows know? were yeah. always on point. They, they were, you know, and they... You know, and it was different pitches, you know, for different things and everything. And, you know, that swipe that he's got, you know, you watch out for that. It could take somebody's eye out. Oh. Oh. Um, oh, wait. Uh, all right. So, on that Too note, no. <laughs> Let, let's talk some future setup. And also, in this case, a little past setup. Yeah. Because this movie takes place before Iron Man. Like, this is, yeah. it, it's chronologically, it's the second film. Because Captain America, yes, the first Avenger, America. was yep. set, obviously, during World War II. This movie was set in the mid-90s. They never really give a time frame, but... You just got to look at the uh, movies in Blockbuster. Yeah, I know, right? Figure it out. Oh, my God, you do, <laughs> which was great. <laughs> Apparently, there's still one active Blockbuster. Like really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. You know what would be great? Uh, like a, Does it have VHS as well? Probably. <laughs> a Blockbuster-themed uh, bar and restaurant. You gave me an idea. We're going to be talking about that after the podcast. <laughs> but anyway... So um, this movie, instead of talking so much setup, because we are obviously they have their mid credit scene, which we're going to discuss, but really it was more answering questions. Yeah. So like certain things that we got questions like where the Tesseract was very heavily involved. Yeah. Which I thought was fun. And then they put it in the lunchbox, which is great. Yeah. And then the cat eats it. <laughs> and so we never really find out. We know that Howard Stark gets his hands on it at the end of First Avenger. Yeah. And then I think in... Uh, Agent Carter and all those in between kind of shows and movies, they kind of they Float it floats around. And but um, it was fun that I mean te- you would think that you know Captain Marvel yeah. w- was secretly undercover as a scientist. Yeah, there, I can see her be getting high enough clearance to be able to use it, especially if she's yeah. building some sort of energy uh, device that also gives Carol her powers. Yeah. So that that was fun. Yeah. Uh, we are. I, I can say I'm very disappointed by the the cat scratching out Fury's eye. You know, I'm not. He, here's my problem. The entire internet joked about that yeah. for like months. As soon as the first trailer came out, they're like, "Well, that's how he's gonna lose his eye." Yeah. And they they play around with it a little bit during the movie. Like he gets cut above his eye like yeah. twice, and <laughs> then the cat scratches his eye, and we're like, "They really did it." You know what? I liked it because it, even though people joked about it it was still unexpected yeah and, my, and my problem was i'm, I'm kind of happy it's not like nothing badass happened but see that. the problem is he says to steve rogers in the winter soldier the last time i trusted somebody i lost an eye yeah i would have liked to see him lose that in some sort of betrayal like a scroll hit it who is well, like technically 
That cat didn't betray him. Nope. He kept the cat. Exactly. He trusted the cat. That's I'm I'm not a fan of it. I am <laughs> just not a fan of he it. He doesn't like people. He doesn't trust people, but he trusted the cat. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> All right. So we also get the pager that Fury uses. Yep. But um let's talk about the real setup was uh in the present day, during the mid-credit scene, you see all the Avengers still with that pager. How they get it, or why they have it, or why they know that, that it's important. Yeah. Whatever. I'm sure we'll see it in Endgame, because I feel like that's going to be very in the beginning. Yeah. Because Steve Rogers still has the long hair, but he doesn't have his beard, if memory serves correct. He, w- he was in the middle of getting a new do. Yeah. And they were like, yo, we got this thing. That's No, that's when the snap happened. Like, yeah. Hawkeye's haircut. That's what everybody's saying about Hawkeye's haircut. <laughs> that the snap happened while it was getting cut. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so they're trying to keep it going, and then it deactivates, and they're like, well, turn it back on. And they're like, we can. And then Captain Oof. Marvel looking a, looking a little bit different, which yeah. is fine, because apparently the Avengers films were filmed back-to-back, and then Captain Marvel was filmed afterwards. Yeah. Which is which is interesting. I, I dug that. Yeah. But And she appears, and she goes, well, where's Fury? And then it just ends, and we were like, um, <laughs> no, give us more. So do we want to do – I mean, that covers pretty much – set up and cast and story. Yeah. Do we want to do our Star City rating now or do we want to save it at the end when we do versus? We'll do it now. Just okay. because, I mean, just because we rank one higher than the other doesn't mean... Doesn't mean one's better. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so if you had a Star City rating for... For Captain Marvel? For Captain Marvel. Probably a 3.5. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's solid. It's above average. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give mm. it a 3. 3? Okay. Um, it was better than the standard Marvel origin movie. Yeah. But I I do firmly believe that if they had come out with this movie after Endgame, it might have been a little bit better. Because this this is well, our only our only Marvel hit. Yeah. In between. The only thing is, um, depending on what happens during Endgame, would kind of determine. Was this better before or after? I I can agree with that. You know? I can I can I can definitely um, get behind that one. It, w- if we when we see Endgame, that can kind of determine y- a v- validity to you saying yeah, yeah. Been after, depending on what happens. You never know. All right, some so of that stuff could have been set up. Into oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I, we there might be some more payoff. Yeah. Our Star City rating might change after we see Endgame. Yeah. So let's move on to Shazam. Shazam. Imagine if you turned into Shazam just now. Uh, I did. Oh, no. I don't <laughs> like it. All right, so you got a brief, brief story synopsis for that one? Yes, I do. All right. So this is about a little boy named Billy Batson, who is a foster child. And basically what happens is he gets picked by the wizard Shazam to be his new champion. So he gets all the powers of Shazam, making him an adult superhero. Whenever he speaks the name Shazam. Um, <coughs> excuse me. However, Billy soon learns that he has a deadly enemy named Dr. Thaddeus Savannah, who was previously rejected by the wizard and has accepted the powers of the seven deadly sins instead. Now pursued by this mad scientist for his own power as well, Billy must face up to the responsibilities of his calling while learning the power of a special magic with his true family that Savannah can never understand. All right, so this was uh, DC's... Yeah, very very well done. <laughs> For those of you guys who don't know, Ronnie's actually breathing heavy right now. <sighs> but uh, this was DC's biggest gamble. Um, yeah. Say what you will about the DC Extended Universe. It's definitely trying to course correct a little bit. 
And this was a good example of how to do it. Now, yeah. talking story-wise, it's funny watching this movie after something like Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel <laughs> is famous that all their movies feel very similar in tone. You know, yeah. a couple of exceptions, like, you know, Winter Soldier was more of a spy thriller than an action movie. So, like, some of the movies do definitely feel different. But as uh, on the whole, Marvel movies have a very similar tone and very similar comedic style yeah. and all that stuff. You know, how do you feel about where DC's kind of taken this? Do you think that this should be the general tone of the entire thing? Or should it be on an individual basis, character by character? It has to go individual. Yeah. Because Shazam, he, he's a kid. So it's got to be a little bit more light. Like family friendly ish, yeah. and we're going to talk a little bit yeah. about the tone of it too with yeah. the story, because there there are some some surprisingly gruesome moments yeah. too with the seven deadly sins. Yeah. Like they eat a guy's head. Yep. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Um, but yeah, so it, it depends because when you have Shazam, and even like Flash, and even really Aquaman, like you're going to have a lighter tone. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. But when you have like Batman. Yeah, if Batman like has that. a tone like this, I'm gonna be really disappointed. Yeah, because it's not him. See that that was the problem really <laughs> with Batman. Brooding. Yeah, with Batman vs Superman, they did a Batman tone yeah. for a two character movie who com have completely opposite tones. Yeah, um, it makes me optimistic if they ever decide to do a Man of Steel sequel. Yeah, because uh, I think they kind of have their their footing a little bit better and an idea of what they want to do. Yeah. So story wise, I thought it, it was very straightforward, but at the same time, it was different. Something that Marvel hasn't, or excuse me, that uh, DC hasn't done. Yeah, and it was fun. We we dug it. I smiled the entire time. I was I was oh yeah pleasantly surprised. I was too actually because I didn't really want to go see this movie. I know you you were kind of fighting it. Yeah. Do you what did you know about Shazam beforehand? Um, I knew about his power abilities and the fact that he's a kid just from really mm -hmm. watching, you know, the animated stuff like that. All right. You know. Yeah, I I was a, I've actually been a big fan of Shazam for a long time. Yeah, and it, it's even funnier when you read his history. Like first he was formed, he was created by Fawcett Comics. Yeah, and it's funny because they had a uh, Fawcett uh, City High or Fawcett High School or whatever it was. And in the comics, traditionally he lives in Fawcett City now. Uh, DC sued, and then they bought Cap Captain Marvel, mm -hmm. like eventually, and then Marvel yeah. sued. So they now they call the character Shazam. He hasn't been called Captain Marvel in a long time. But um, I, I definitely dug it. I, I, I enjoy the character. I've seen a lot of the shows, and uh, like he was great. And they had him in one episode of Justice League. Yeah. He was a big part of Young Justice because, yep. you know, that was it made the most sense having yeah. a, a teenager who's not really a teen, who's a secretly, you know, a teenager, yeah. running a group of teenagers. <laughs> so it was fun. Um, let's talk the cast, and then we'll kind of talk. Set up an Easter eggs because this one's chock full of them. Yes. So we had <laughs> Asher Angel and Zachary Levi as Billy Batson and Shazam. Yes. So Asher Angel, I've I I know a little bit about him. I've I've seen a couple of things that he's in. Yeah. He was exactly what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he actually was able to drop the holy moly line with a little like you believe that this kid actually says holy moly. Yeah. So which was always a staple of Shazam. It was always part of uh. Like, it's kind of his catchphrase. Yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> Very wholesome character. Now, they took a little bit more of the New 52 approach, where Billy's kind of, an, kind of a brat. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a more modern teenager. Yeah. I think uh, 14 in this movie? Basically yeah. 15. <laughs> so, he, in the, in the New 52, he convinces Shazam to give him his powers because he convinces him that not everybody's, that there's no such thing as pure good anymore. Yeah. 
But um, it's true. It's true to to a point. In yeah. in the original comics, he was chosen because he was the best candidate. In yeah. this and in the New Fifty Two, he was kind of a last resort. Like I'm out of options, especially in this movie. Like yeah. Shazam's out of options. So he's like, y- you're my only choice. Yeah. So you gotta say my name and get my you're powers. My only hope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. In this movie, he's also trying to find his mom. One of the most gut-wrenching scenes is when he finally does. Oh, yeah. that, that was rough to watch. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you felt for this kid. Like, you really... He, he, you connected with him. Yeah. Even though he was only 14 years old, and obviously, Ronnie and I are not 14. What? We were for that one year. <laughs> no. So, it, yeah, it's nice that, like, even though he's, he's kind of a brat, and... The first thing he does when he becomes Shazam is like, how can I make money and how can I do yeah. this? You still rooted for him, which yeah. I, I think it's it's impressive that they can write a character where you root for the character even though they're kind of a brat. Yeah. A, a good example is John Wick. John Wick is a serial killer or like a hitman. Yeah. And obviously he's killed a lot of people, but we're still watching it going, you better revenge that dog. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, for both of your dogs in your life. I know, right? <laughs> and then we had Zachary Levi as... The adult version, the Shazam version. Did you ever watch Chuck? Yeah. I, I never saw Chuck. So, but like everybody's like saying that Chuck was a perfect example of why Zachary Levi was perfect for this yeah. role. Um, he looks great. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people thought that the suit was padded, which to a degree all these suits are. Yeah. Um, the Man of Steel suit is padded, but at the same time, Henry Cavill's jacked. Yeah. It's just padded to show off. Kind of yeah. like Zachary Levi got a lot of grief. They're like, oh, your suit's all padded. It's not all real. And he's like taking like selfies, yeah. or, uh, selfies with no shirt on. Like, no, I'm, I'm doing yeah. it. Uh, DC is famous for getting their guys like super jacked. Yeah. Like Henry Cavill's a perfect example. And even Affleck for Batman, he, yeah. he got ripped. I would say Jason Momoa, but he's always been like that. Yeah, Jason, <laughs> that's just his natural form at this point. But uh, And then like Gal Gadot, she, she was yeah. in very good shape too for all this. But um, he was so much fun. Yeah, and you believe they were the same person. Like yeah. it, it says a lot about the two actors that they were able to get so much on the same page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he was just he was just fun, and and seeing him kind of develop his powers and learn and and yeah, like a little montage was good. M- one of the best montages ever. <laughs> and also when he starts singing to the Rocky theme, yeah, lightning from my hands, yeah. lightning from my hands. <laughs> like that was it was just fun, and it was yeah. it was exactly what a modern Shazam would be. Yeah. I'd like and to purchase some of your finest beer, please. And what a current 14-year-old would do if they got superpowers. A thousand percent. They'd be trying to get internet famous and yeah. make money off of it. That's what it is. <laughs> but I, I definitely dug it, and I want to see him with some of the other DC heroes. I think him and Flash yeah. would have a really good time, like a good rapport. See a nice Young Justice yep. movie. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be a fun, yeah. fun time. Um, I would <laughs> like to see him with Batman, because in the comics, Batman actually really likes Shazam. Yeah. Like... And he knows, like, the whole time he knows that it's a 14-year-old. Yeah. Like, it was a great moment in uh, Young Justice where they were trying to kick him out of the league when they find out that he is, and Batman's like, I knew. Yeah. And they're like, well, you wouldn't have a problem with it considering you recruited Robin at nine. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, so it it was fun. Yeah. Um, His powers were really well done, and they they looked different. Like, his super speed was really cool because it, like, showed, like, the lightning, uh, the yellow emblem kind of trailing behind him. So... And it looked different than the Flashes. In the comics, apparently, he's almost as fast as the Flash. Like, him and Superman can, can keep up with the Flash. Yeah. Um, some powers that he also has, he has the Wisdom of Solomon, which we don't really see in this movie, per 
Doctor's feet. No. It's it's his few powers in the comics that kind of never get really clearly defined, yeah. like, what they can do. Yep. Uh, sometimes he can understand, like, any language, and, like, he d- he does know tactics to a degree, but he's also still a 14-year-old. Yeah. It's like, uh, like a young Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he's got the strength of Hercules, which means he's on par with Superman. Yep. Stamina of Atlas means, you know, he's pretty tough yeah power of zeus he's got the lightning and in the comics it also gives him uh magical resistance yeah the courage of achilles which also gives him near indestructibility achilles yeah. heel etc and then the speed of mercury and yep. yep we already talked about that one but yep. i i love i love when he's like falling and he's trying to fly superman superman yeah. which arm <laughs> is it uh it, it was fun there, there were some really good nods and the, and the effect the effects were weird though because like sometimes they would look really good and then other times you're like eh. Yeah. Where's th- I see the wires. <laughs> yeah. Um, I loved his transformation yeah. when he said Shazam. And in the co- in the comics, because now he's known as Shazam, he has to say it the right way. I think yeah. with, with, like, determination. The, yeah. I would have liked it if they did that in uh, in this movie so he can act. Because, like, a running joke is yeah. what his name is. Yeah. Captain Sparkle Fingers yep. was my favorite. <laughs> but, like, they, they name him all these different things. They never actually clearly name him. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I, I I still dug the like his transformation yeah. and you know especially oh, yeah, the one where like he jumps off the roof yeah. and he changes that was really cool. Um, we had Mark Strong as Doctor Thaddeus Savannah. Yep. Uh, again, new Fifty Two version with the, even with like the glowing eye and all yeah. that. So y- you felt for that guy, like when that opening scene with him and his, yeah. and his dad and his brother, like you were like, oh, yeah. that poor kid. So like in the opening scene, he gets picked by the wizard. Sent to the realm, and then he gives in to temptation, and he d- yeah. and then the wizard's like, "Not you, see you later." <laughs> and he's even younger than Billy is, and yeah. I think that's even a point. He's like, y- "I was a child, and you were a child. Why are you worthy?" Yeah. But um, and it, when he comes back, he causes an accident, a car accident. Again, another jump scare. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Oh my god. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and John Glover, dad, was great because he was in Smallville. Like <laughs> he literally looks at him, is like, "This is your fault." Yeah. And they blame him. Him and his brother yeah. blame him for his dad being paralyzed, which is going to destroy any kid. Yeah. But uh, Mark Strong's second chance as a DC villain, I think he kind of yeah. knocked it out of the park this time. What did you think of yeah. Mr. Mark Strong? I, he was great in it. Um, hope, well, let's say hopefully we see him again. Um, well, mid-credit, future yeah. setup. Yeah, so um, we'll see him again. I mean, he he was great. Um, definitely better than, you know, his other DC movie, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, that nobody talks about, um, except when they're making fun of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I thought he was great in this. Yeah. Um, And I I always liked him, especially in, uh, Kingsman. Oh Oh God, I was just thinking that too. And they, they gave him such a send off in Kingsman too, but I, I dug him. He, and he, you felt for him. You were like, I understand. Like I'd feel the same way. It, you know. I was trying to. Com- it's kind of like Jumanji, where she's trying. They make jokes about how she tried to convince people that this yeah. all this happened, and people thought she was crazy. Yeah. And um, it's the same in this, and it's even more fun because you find out like hundreds of people have been contacted by this wizard. Yeah. And nobody's good enough. Like that. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And then he gets all the sins inside of him. Yeah. And and that's the only time you really see Billy's wisdom. Is at the end with the with uh, envy. Yeah. And th- that was like the few times you really see the wisdom of Solomon. Yep. Quote unquote. We have uh, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman, arguably our 
the scene stealer in the movie. Yeah. So the way that this is what I like about Freddy. Freddy's a normal kid in this world of superheroes. Yeah. And he's like how we would be. Yeah. You know, me and you, Ronnie, if suddenly superheroes were real. Like yeah. he's researching all these car- all these superheroes. Like he's got all this memorabilia. The he's batarang, always the bullet. The, the batarang, the bullet, the t-shirts alone yeah. too. Uh, the ending credit scene with the the Aquaman thing. Yeah. He's like Aquaman. <laughs> but um, uh, he was great, and he not only was he funny, but he also added a lot of emotion to it. Yeah. And y- you you get the the crippled kid in a lot of movies. Yeah. This is the first one that really addresses it, and he's like, dude, nobody looks at me. You know what I would do with these powers? Like you're not acting like like he calls yeah. Billy out a lot, and. But at the same time, he's also a kid. Like when he's like, oh, "I'm gonna have my friend Shazam come hang out with me at yeah, lunch." Right. <laughs> what? And then you know, he, what kind of bullies beat up a crippled kid though? Like they, they like almost kill this kid. Anybody, any kids these days would do that. They're, they're, unfortunately, they're um, we'll also talk about again spoilers, massive spoilers. We had Adam Brody playing Freddy's adult superhero alter ego, which yeah. was fantastic. It was. So one of one of the best things they do is. Um, they introduced the Shazam family. In the yep. comics, Billy was able to transfer part of his powers to other people. Yep. So typically it was uh, to Freddy. Freddy would become Captain Marvel Jr. He would still look like Freddy, yeah. but he would have a blue suit like he does in this. And yeah. he, would have, he didn't say Shazam. He would say Captain Marvel to transform, and he'd become Captain Marvel Jr., yeah. product of its times. <laughs> I love that they did it in this movie. I would have liked to see it in a future movie, but I thought it, it – with the narrative, the way that it went, yeah. th- it was much better. And and one of the best scenes is when he's holding the stab and he's like, say my name and my powers will trans... Billy! <laughs> no, 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 the other name, the name I said when he transformed to this guy. Shazam? So, that, that was great. That was a lot of fun. And yeah. seeing all of them change. We'll, t- we'll talk about each character yeah. with that. But he was great. And, I, and I'm... When he like, squeals at the end, yeah. and we'll talk about that cameo, like, I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It was. I. I think I might have been louder than him. Uh, we had Jimon Hansu again as the Wizard Shazam. Yep. Not. Not in the movie too much. Um, he looked. A, the, the makeup wasn't too. Too hot on that one. Yeah. No. Uh, it looked like. It looked like him with a gray wig on. Yeah. It, it could have been better. Could have yeah. been worse. But it could have been better. Yeah. Um. We're not. I don't think we're gonna see him. But he was also no. an Aquaman too. Like he's busy. Yeah, he's all over the place. I'm so confused. Is he playing one character in all these movies? I imagine, like <laughs> Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have Fadey Herman as Darla, Billy's youngest foster sibling, and Megan Good. Darla. Darla. <laughs> and Megan Good. I'm. She was like really big in the, in the late '90s, early yeah. 2000s. She was everywhere, as uh, the superhero version. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I I thought she was funny. Yeah, like she she added a lot of levity. Yeah, it's it's weird though when you get these kids that are like way more mature yeah. than they really should be. But it was fun when she yep. transforms and she's talking to Santa. Yeah, my name is Miss Darla Santa Dudley, too. and I've been really good this year. <laughs> uh, let's see, we had Grace Fulton as Mary Bromfield, uh, or Mary Marvel as she's known in the comics, and Michelle Barth. I don't know either one of them as actresses. I'm not really I too familiar. Either. The uh, Michelle Borth, she looked familiar, though. She did. I just couldn't figure out where I know her from. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, I know you. But I liked Mary. She she was kind of like the, the den mother of the crowd. She was yeah. the oldest one. And, you know, she said that she had her own struggles with the family situation. And 
now she's leaving to go to college and and she's kind of freaking out about it which yeah. it shows how far they've come like off screen mm-hmm. let's see we had ian chen as eugene Choi. he uh billy's foster brother and an obsessive gaming enthusiast and budding techie yep then we had ross butler as the adult version fun character he yeah was that's the reason why he didn't do uh, Supernatural. I mean, sorry, uh, Riverdale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he left Riverdale for for this role. Which I would, too. It's, you know, it's uh, he's on some other TV show now, too, on ABC. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that. Uh, and then we had, rounding out the Marvel family, was Joven Armand as Pedro Pena, and then DJ Cortona, Cortona? I think that's how you say his name, yeah. as the adult superhero. Another. See, I know that guy. I've known him. Yeah. Um, and apparently he's uh, the 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 gay one in that yeah. group. Like he makes the mention of uh, not being into the the women or something yeah. like when they go to the strip cl- when they come out of the strip yeah. club. Um, I have no problem with it, and I feel like that's how it should be done. It's yeah. just, just just casual. Don't don't yeah. add too much to it. Um, and you know he it was fun because he was a quiet kid, and like you you kind of you felt for him. Yeah. We also had uh, Marta Millens as Rose Vasque- Rosa Vasquez and Cooper Andrews as Victor uh, Vasquez, the foster parents. I, yeah. I actually really liked them. I did too. Um, they did not fall into like any traditional parental stereotypes. Like no. they worried, but at the same time they were understanding. And yeah. like the dad's like, oh, remember what things we did when we were, yeah. you know, like in the same situation. Yeah. I, I dug them and I enjoyed the, the family dynamic that they had. Yeah. Uh, we talked about John Glover. Let's see. We had Wayne Ward as Thaddeus's brother, who was just a jerk. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to think who else. Do, 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 That's do, really do. it, really, for mm. all your yeah, you know, your big people. Really. Yeah. Um, we had Batman. <laughs> Get him, Batman. Oh, uh, no. we let's talk about uh. Apparently, Zachary Levi's stunt double appeared as Superman in this movie. He was the body double. So we had Superman, quote-unquote, <laughs> cameo in the last scene. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of conflicting reports about that. Some say that Henry Cavill was like, yeah, I'll do it, but they didn't want him. Some say that they wanted him, but he wasn't available because he's filming the Witcher series yeah. for Netflix. Um, nobody really knows what's going on with Henry Cavill and Superman. He's gone. I don't think he is because, like, he's he's posting all these things, like, that contradict it a little bit. Yeah. So he's, he's in contract negotiation. It's all tactics. It's all that. Like, it's not like Ben Affleck who's like, I'm done. I'm leaving on my own volition. Because yeah. the problem is, understandably, it's taking forever for their roles to get – I mean, they just got – they just let go of Ray Fisher for Cyborg. Yeah. Because they're like, we don't know when your, your story is going to come out. And, you know, th- these actors don't want to sit around and wait. No. So I, I hope it's not the last we'll see of Superman – um, if it had been Henry Cavill, it would have been awesome. If not, yeah. I understand. I understand why they did it the way that they did it. It was still fun. Yeah. Because you can easily think that this movie's taking place in a not superhero world yeah. with all the merchandising yeah. and all that. But um, the DC movies have have shown that before. In Suicide Squad, Amanda Waller walks by all the Superman yeah. T-shirts because he just he had just died. But um, at at times it was a little much. But when he does the get him Batman, yeah, that that made that us all good. the whole audience was yeah. laughing. Um, we had the seven deadly sins, not really much to them. They were scary. Yeah. Um, I, I like how they at least pointed out the lust character. They're like, you, you don't look exactly like I expected you to. (laughs) Um, 
we 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 watched the show Supernatural and they did the yeah. Seven Deadly Sins like season three, so like yeah, twelve years ago. And Lust was in, portrayed by a very beautiful female who was like, I'll be whatever you want me to be. And then Dean drowns Wait. her in a bathtub. Was she the one? Was that the actress? <coughs> now I'm trying to think. No. I think that might have been her. It's 13 years ago. Yeah. Wait, which actress? What are you talking about? The, uh, what's her face? The Mary adult Marvel? Mary. Oh, I don't know about that. I think that was her. We aren't looking. We're not getting that deep into it. Sorry. It, it's. It just registered something in my brain. All right, so let's move on to future setup. Um, they do tease Mr. Mind, the yep. the worm, who they, they show him in the beginning, and like I was the only one in the theater going, oh, my God, that's Mr. Mind. Yeah. But then uh, apparently our friend Rob's son, Timmy, also recognized him because yeah. they were there with us, and we'll, we'll talk about Rob and his thoughts about this movie. Yeah. So it was uh, – th- the setup is there for potential sequels, but I'm trying to think really – Future, because yeah. wi- uh, now it's uh, it's almost like DC's really stepping away from big group team ups. Yeah. But uh, we're still waiting. We they do make a mention of Black Adam, a very yeah. very brief mention. And Dwayne Johnson's uh, he's listed he's as an executive producer. Yeah. So obviously he's involved. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with them doing maybe a solo prequel first. Yeah. That I, I'd be excited. I'd be down, and then they do like an actual showdown with them. Yeah. So they did a a movie called Superman Shazam: The Return of Black Adam or something like that, where it's where Billy gets his powers. It's kind of the story, and then Shazam, uh, give, Shazam gives him the powers, and because Black Adam's returned, and yeah. Superman and him team up to to fight him, which was it was fun. I would love to see Black Adam come in and be an actual villain, villain. before the because now in the in the modern comics he's more of an antihero. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him as a villain first because yeah. that's that's what he was in the comics. Yeah. Um, otherwise, future setup, it's, it's, there's not a whole lot. No. I mean, m- apparently, Silvana and Mr. Mind do form a group called the Monsters of Evil or something something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I, I that villain team up might be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if any of those any of the Shazam kids are able to still transform after transforming back. You know, there, yeah. there's a lot of possibility. Know. Yeah. So. Now that we've talked about both, oh, Star City rating for Shazam. Four. I'm gonna go four also. Yeah. Um, I it it was fun. Yeah. It was unexpected. It was. It, a good was time. it was a good time, and I I definitely enjoyed it. So let's compare and contrast. And yes. this is not us saying one is better than the other. It is just saying what we liked better. better. Yes. Um, because apparently Death Battle just did. A versus uh, match. So if you want to <laughs> see who would win in a fight, yeah. go look up Death Battle, Captain Marvel versus Shazam, and you know you can see it there and internet rage all you want. Yeah. So let's do. We're gonna do a story comparison, a cast comparison, future setup comparison, a visuals comparison, and then we, if we need to, we'll do some sort of tiebreaker. We'll yeah. figure it out. All right. So story wise, Captain Marvel or Shazam? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, really? Yeah. All right. I, I, f- I feel like the story w- was better because it, it was a it, it detailed more the origin story. Okay. Than you know uh, Shazam did. Um, that part I liked better. Um, and then you know the whole plot for Captain Marvel was really good too because you never th- thought that you know the Kree were the bad guys. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that was a nice little plot twist towards the end. Meanwhile, with 
Shazam, you knew from five minutes in that you had a bad guy, and it was, you know, um, you know, the only good thing that Shazam did story-wise better was the little montage of powers. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite with you. Yeah, I I do I preferred the story of Shazam more, um, much more character growth and development with with Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, it raised a lot of questions about what it is to be a hero and being selfless and yeah. and growing. And there's character development and people like by the end of the movie, everybody's yeah. kind of grown a little bit. And I was just smiling the whole time. Yeah, um, I think the story was better executed. Um, I I do agree with you that Captain Marvel did subvert expectations a lot from your standard Marvel tropes. Yeah. But I think that Shazam was a great example of how to do the the hero origin yeah. story without it feeling, you know, tired. Yeah. Like, like we've seen it a million times. But for me, th- I preferred the story and just the, also the plot of the movie yeah. a little bit more. All right. Uh, for the cast. Um, I, honestly, okay. I, I feel like Captain Marvel. Okay. As well. Just because with Shazam, you really only had three people. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And Captain Marvel, you had a lot more than that. You had at least five big players, really, in it. And it's also um, it's not even just the, the characters, too. It's also the actors. Yeah. And you had bigger... Well, yeah, probably bigger named actors um, in, you know, Captain Marvel. And I, I thought they did a better job. Okay. Um... I liked the the cast was much more impressive for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have you have Sam Jackson. Yeah. And you also have these some of these characters who have been playing the or some of these actors who have been playing the characters for a long time. Yeah. Sam Jackson, uh, Clark Gregg. Um, I did. I do prefer Zachary Levi as Shazam over Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, only because I don't think okay. that they gave her enough. Yeah. I I think that they they created a very basic role almost for her. Yeah. And I would have. Because the whole point of the character is to be emotionally reserved. Yeah. So I, I think that it's it's not an issue with the acting. It might be an issue with the writing, if yeah. anything. But Zachary Levi just blew me away as Shazam. I, but, see I, that, but that's only one person. And, and that's why I'm, you know? I'm torn between yeah. the two of them. So um, cast-wise, I would definitely say Captain, Mar- or, or, yeah, Captain Marvel. But uh, character-wise, Shazam. Okay, fair. Uh, I could agree with that. Future setup. I think we're both going to say Captain Marvel for this one. Yeah. I mean... Because you didn't really get anything with Shazam. Shazam was very standalone. Yeah. It was very standalone. It told Shazam's story and, and did not really... And like we said, it's it's because the DCEU doesn't know what it wants to do yeah. at this point, where it wants to go. And unfortunately, Captain Marvel was... It's the setup for Endgame. Yeah. It really was. It was like, here's here's your big player in Endgame. Yeah. Like, they're, they're saying that Captain Marvel is so important, she needs a movie first. Yeah. It's not like we got a movie for any of the Black Order members. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, or even Thanos himself, really. Yeah. He didn't get a movie beforehand, and he was the, one of the best villains and characters yeah. of any comic book movie. Yep. Uh, visuals. Now, I think you and I are going to disagree on visuals. Yeah. All right. Can I say Ty? I, maybe we're not going to disagree. <laughs> Because so this is this is my thing. Okay, here's your thing. Here's my thing. Visually, with Shazam, um, you had his speed, right? We loved, which yeah. we loved. Um, I kind I actually kind of dug the seven deadly sins and the whole leaving his eye. Yeah, yeah, that was called cool, like the smoky form. In. Yeah, 
I thought that was really cool. Um, and then obviously the whole transformation, which was so understated yeah. and really like it's not really a transformation. Yeah. He's just it's just a jump cut. You know, th- that's all you really had were like those three different those three things. Um, more I guess his flying, but like you said, that was hit or miss sometimes. Yeah. Um, and all that, with the exception of the flying, was amazing. Um, Captain Marvel, all, obviously you had a lot more visual effects with that. It was that. very visual, um, very, very heavy. And I thought that was great as well. So I think they both did a great job. Um, that's why I would say a tie. Yeah. But, like, just because it had more and it, and it was done more often, it was always... Like, there were really no flaws in Captain Marvel. My, my problem with Captain Marvel is anytime her mask went up, you knew it wasn't her anymore. It was a, purely a computer-generated yeah. character. Um, th- did she definitely do some wire work? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, like, the ending scene where she, like, goes, like, super-powered and she's flying through space, you know that's not really Brie Larson. Yeah. It's, it's a computer. It's like Spider-Man. Yeah. You know it's not really him. Yeah. Uh, for Shazam, I, I dug the visual effects because they, they were modest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would say the visuals are, are pretty much tied, yeah. but, um, if you were going to watch another movie again, so this, this really how we'll decide which movie we preferred. Yeah. If you were going to watch, if you had to watch one of these movies again right now, which one would you want to watch or which one did you enjoy Ooh. more? I thought Shazam was the m- more enjoyable movie. I had a better time at Shazam. Um, I, that's pretty much just based off of pure humor. You know, I can um, I can get beyond that, but yeah. So it, it would probably be Shazam over Captain Marvel that I would watch again. So for me, I would definitely say Shazam would be. I was more excited for Shazam. I really was because he's a character I like. I yeah. love the character Shazam. You know, the the reason Robin was so popular and the reason they created Robin was because they wanted kids to have somebody to connect to. Yeah, because it was hard to connect to Batman and be like, I'm Batman. Oh, my mom and dad are. Alive. Oh God! <laughs> but like, so yeah. they created Robin, and, and sales skyrocketed for you know comic books. And then Shazam is child wish fulfillment. It, it's yeah. even wish fulfillment for us now. Like, just say a magic word, and suddenly you're the best version of yourself, and you're you're super yeah. powered, and you're you know you're handsome and all that, like all that jazz. I don't know. I don't have to say anything. I just am. You just are. That you're just <laughs> the best of you. Um, I would love to watch Shazam again. Yeah, the, I think the problem Captain Marvel's going to have is because it's sandwiched between the two biggest superhero movie events of all time, Infinity yeah. War and Endgame. Yeah. Like, even though most of the time we're a little bit more DC than Marvel, we're, I think we're happy to admit it. Yeah. Um, like, Endgame is, is the movie. Yeah. Like, this, this is another reason we wanted to start really podcasting again, because yeah. we want to come back for it and we want to be ready for it. But um, I will definitely say Shazam was my, my preference. So right. I think the last thing we're going to do before we wrap it up is uh, we have our Rob's un- rant. Rob's rant, unofficial third podcast host rant Rob. from Rob. <laughs> oh God, that was a lot harder to say than I thought it was going to be. But um, for those of you guys who don't know, Rob's been on the show before. Um, our first real uh, video podcast was with Rob. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's always been around. He went to go see Shazam with us, and he saw Captain Marvel after. So Rob, I am going to bullet point you a little bit because Rob wrote three pages. For this episode. Proud of you. So he talked Shazam first. So amazingly corny. A teen getting superpowers from a wizard who learns to appreciate the family he's got. Um, it's wholesome. That's harkened back to older superhero films that the modern DCEU has lost. I agree. Yeah. Completely agree. 
finally some fun in the DCEU. All right, yep. yes, yeah, that's true. Aquaman was fun, and unfortunately Justice League suffered from trying to be fun. Yeah. Uh, based on the current DCEU slate, uh, first the whole group uh, that I genuinely liked, Wonder Woman, although a good movie felt like a movie that I was supposed to like, whereas this film, my liking it was sincere. I can, yeah. I can get behind that. Fantastic comic timing. Yep. It was, it was the, the cast just worked so well with each other. Yeah. Zach Levi is a genius. Wow, that, that's a big compliment yeah. from Rob. Um, I, I can definitely get behind that. Um, he mentions Chuck, nerd <laughs> turned uh, secret agent. Like, this is yeah. exactly what he needed. Um, admired at not being afraid to take risks and pull out non PC situations in a family film. Very true. Yep. Uh, joke situation. The strip club jokes were yeah. hilarious. Freddie <laughs> coming out in all the, uh, yeah, the, glitter. the glitter. I want some glitter. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, very much knew what a 14-year-old would do with superpowers. We talked yep. about that, too. A lot of parallels between this movie and the original Spider-Man trilogy. I, oh, yeah. yeah I, can, I, can, I can see that. I didn't even think about that. Foster home family and setup was delivered a bit too uh, corporalized instead of realistically. Mm, we don't know what the fam- foster family home situation it would be, but... Yeah. Uh, so I'm not even touching that one. Watching this film made me hate Aquaman. Wow. This film was grounded with practical effects in a non-CGI world and a final battle in an amusement park with relatable stakes. Aquaman's forced globe-hopping adventures, overblown CGI's. Okay, Rob getting a little... <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. He he hated Aquaman. I, we loved Aquaman. That yeah. was a good time. Although Shazam is predictable and follows cookie-cutter plot, agreed, it does it exceedingly well. Yep. And he's excited about what comes next in this world. Awesome. For Captain Marvel, very typical high-quality Marvel material. Nothing terribly memorable about the experience, but similar to watching Doctor Strange or the first Iron Man. Agreed. We talked about the Marvel formula and kind of where it is. Uh, The film got me very excited for the character and the expanding of the Marvel Universe. I I guess. I I, I don't really, like, again, she she didn't blow me away. Yeah. I wanted to be blown away. Yeah. I think it's because Infinity War was still so fresh on yeah. our minds. Uh, good liberties with the Marvel formula. We did mention that. Chronology, yep. um, expectation subversion. Uh, let's see. Love the 90s aesthetic. Yeah. We have had a huge renaissance in 80s nostalgia yeah. very recently. Stranger Things really kind of stepped it up to high gear. But um, what are you looking at me? I, I'm just looking because oh, I, I, I had seen one episode of Stranger Things. Yeah, you got to watch the rest of Stranger Things. Uh. But anyway, um, I'm curious to see if the 90s aesthetic is going to be the next one <laughs> that starts to move around. Probably because that's all your directors now. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn steals every scene. Agreed. Brie Larson gives a multi-layered performance that couldn't possibly be captured in a two-minute trailer. It's very nuanced, emotionally infused, three-dimensionally humorous. Uh, I think Rob and I are going to disagree on that because I, I think <laughs> that... While she was good, again, it was an issue not not having enough. I wanted a little bit more. Um, again, like Shazam, enjoyed that this film wasn't a CGI slugfest. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We talked about the effects. Yeah. Really, it's only the ending scenes for both movies where they, they go super effect heavy. Yeah. Uh, not sure why the multitude of Pulp Fiction references were there. <laughs> <laughs> but fun pointing out yeah. when they happened, we, there, there were a yep. lot. Well, they did that also in Winter Soldier, uh, yeah. Fury's Grave. Love the female empowerment angle. Didn't love the filler aspect of the p- of the piece as it was just a warm-up to Avengers. Yeah, we know. Plot had a lot of great twists. We mentioned that. Love that the film wasn't about how women can be superheroes, too. It was more complex than that. I agree. Yes. Th- same thing with Wonder Woman. It was not, we're women, we're better than men, we can be the better superheroes. Yeah. It was, we're all equals. Yeah. Like, there's the great line in uh, when 
Chris Pine is like, this yeah. is no man's land. No man can cross it. She could have e- Wonder Woman could have easily said, well, I'm no man. Yeah. But instead, she just said, no, it's my duty. Yeah. Like, they, they, yeah. Would take, ooh, would take this film over Wonder Woman any day. That, that's, that's all right. Uh, Interesting comment. Um, they're two completely different movies. Very much. You so. know, yeah. but I, I can appreciate that. Okay. The scene I didn't know how much I needed in my life until I saw it watching a cat cough up the tesseract. <laughs> all right so let's this is his bottom line i'm going to read this verbatim as best as i can it's a tough call as both films do a lot of great things really well and both have their faults shazam is pure joy and escapism captain marvel is a measure a message of empowerment with some great marvel world advancing shazam is definitely more fun and funny but captain marvel is 90s nostalgia wrapped up in a powerful messages of female empowerment another issue is that because of the previous product we have set expectations for both of these movies for marvel they have a tra- track record to maintain for dc we were so relieved when it came <laughs> and it comes out not like the previous movies. That's that's you, Rob, not us, because we still defend some of the previous ones. Yeah, uh, I know Ronnie's a big fan of Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy both Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. So eh, that's subjective, Rob. Yeah. Uh, so Captain Marvel had a lot to live up to, where Shazam had very low bar to leap over. Hence, like tall buildings in a single <laughs> bound. One of the best scenes is when he crashes through that window. Yep. <laughs> Well, it'll be interesting to see how these two films are considered in five years. Shazam might have stronger legs, but that's because maybe because it is such a standalone in the DCEU. Also, the more standalone, the also it's more the more standalone film with so much backstory from other movies needed while watching Captain Marvel. Yeah. Either way, are both great recommendations. So yeah, I think it it sounds like Rob really enjoyed both, which yeah. is saying something. You know, he's he's a Marvel guy, like he'll yeah. and he'll admit it too, like and. As much as we did our Marvel vs. DC episode, and I think we leaned slightly more towards DC, but more for their television and animation, yeah. but Marvel for their movies. So um, it's one of the few posts that we ever got dislikes on. Yeah. So um, we would love to hear your thoughts about which one is truly the more marvelous. I'll leave the comedy to you, Ronnie. <laughs> um, and also we have two big episodes that we're working on right now. First is going to be Avengers Endgame. We're definitely going to be recording... Yeah. We're going to be re- trying to record that weekend because I know yeah. we're going to see it that Friday it opens up. Yes. And I'm going to see it again on that Sunday. So it's going to be a lot to talk about. We might, yep. need, we might, we'll probably take the week to, really to digest. Out. Yeah. And then we're hey going to do, we were also talking about our uh, first ever Star Wars episode. We haven't done any yes. Star Wars talk on the Multiverse Fancast. Uh, originally, this was definitely like a Arrowverse TV. Yeah. But with uh, Arrow We're expanding our horizons, especially with Arrow ending and and just so much, so much more that we can talk about. You yeah. know, we we just try and keep up. So, how can people get in touch with us? Uh, you can hit us up through Facebook. Just look up Multiverse Fancast. Um, that's probably the best way to get in touch with us um, by posting on the wall, messaging us, whatever it may be. Um, if it has anything to do with movie-related things, you know, after a movie like just comes out. Um, please message us. Don't post anything on the wall because other people will get spoiled um, for the movies. You can also email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com if you would like to. Um, and to listen to us, you could just download Podbean or Satchel or download our episodes straight from the iTunes podcast app. All right, so I think that's going to wrap it up for us. As always, I'm Mags. And I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash or something. Or two. Or seven. (laughs) All right, take care, guys. Bye.